Super Talk Mississippi media production. Did you know Toyota Brookhaven has sold more new vehicles the last two years than any other dealership in southwest Mississippi? Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. Reminding you why we all love living in Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. Really appreciate you joining us. As I reflect on this week, we've had such a terrific line of guests, and uh, I, yeah, I tell you what, it's been it's been it's been a really good week. Uh, of course, you know we we look back at the anniversary of Hurricane Katrina, and the conversation that I had with Ashley Edwards this week as we reflected on it. He worked in the governor's recovery office for not only Governor Haley Barber, but also Phil Bryant. And now he's actually in the, uh, he's an entrepreneur in the recovery business, working across the United States. And uh, just reflecting on how much progress we've made here, we're looking at social media and all the all the posts that people made about what life was like for them in the days after Hurricane Katrina. We've come so far. But it's an honor to be here. It's an honor, honor to be here to celebrate coastal Mississippi and now the state as we roll the Ricky Matthews show out to Jackson and Delta markets on uh, Thursdays. We'll be adding more markets, adding more days as we go forward. So it's going to be a great way to introduce leaders from the coast who are working so hard to make this such a great place to other areas of the state and also to have the opportunity to to, uh, to introduce to uh, to this area the, uh, the the leaders in other areas that are making such a great, con- uh, great contribution to the state. My conversation yesterday with with Joe Max Higgins, uh, who is head of the uh, Golden Triangle Economic Development Area. If you missed that conversation, you should go listen to it because it it is a conversation with a nationally known uh, um, economic development executive who's doing incredible work, including, you know, he goes up to Harvard on a regular basis to do case studies there. But Joe Max is a unique personality who doesn't do anything but accept success. And it's amazing to see the culture that he's built there in the Golden Triangle. Um, Really important stuff. Uh, also, the opportunity to meet to meet every Friday with Jeff Duncan and uh, talk about the Saints and other important sports um, you know news that's out there. So now we're going to shift gears and go to my friend Kathy Rogers. You had the opportunity to meet Kathy last week. She is the founder of Adopt a Grandparent Day, and I remember well the conversation that Kathy and I had last year because they were. They were dealing with, as as we all were, they were dealing with, um, you know, the 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 COVID scenario and how to do this in a COVID you know situation. But anyway, it was it's been it's been challenging, but uh, but but Kathy, I'm assuming you guys are back to sort of normal operation for the most part, and uh, we'll talk about uh, what Grandparent Day is for people who missed our last conversation. But without any further ado, I just want to welcome my friend Kathy Rogers. How you doing, Kathy? Good. Thanks for having me, Ricky. So, you know, well, let's let's start with this. Let's remind people what Adopt a Grandparent Day is all about, this uh, effort that you and your husband, Lee, started back in 2014. And, and then we'll talk about some of the challenges you've had along the way, and then we'll look forward to the upcoming uh, Grandparents Day. So Adopt a Grandparent Day came about because my mother spent 30 days in a nursing home. And when we would visit her, we would notice 
people started lining up to visit with my husband because he came at a specific time every day. And my mother suffered with depression, and we started noticing that. And as business owners, we wanted to give back to our community. So we kind of had a brainstorming session and came up with an idea of organizing volunteers to visit with residents and nursing homes. And so first year, we visited 19 facilities in three counties. We're now a 501c3. I have a board, and we're celebrating 10 years of doing this, all volunteer organizing people. We're in six counties now and just making people aware of the plight, the depression, and the isolation that people feel in nursing homes. Because if I can get you to go once, then you'll go back on your own again and again. And that's really where the impact comes from, not from what we do on one day. Kathy, my mother um, unfortunately passed away three weeks ago, and she was 89. And Mom was a really special person. She had she had her mind sharp as a tack until her last breath. Um, she she was actually she had uh, last December she had a uh, valve replaced in her heart and was doing really really well. I mean, really beginning to get her independence back. She lived alone and had had a terrific life. But she, but unfortunately, the the uh, the new valve introduced septic into her blood and it and it and it started to play out in a very incredible, terrible way. Ended up in the hospital for an extended period of time and then in rehab for an extended period of time, always never losing her will, you know, their will to want to come back and live alone and and have her life because she 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 told me, you know, just a few days before she died, looking at my grandkids, she said, you know, this is the reason I want to live. I have memories to make still and, and all of that. Well, anyway, um, as, she, as she approached her, her last days, uh, one of the things we had least begun to consider was whether she should go into an assisted living facility because it didn't occur to us. I mean, it didn't, we didn't think that her these were her last days. She seemed to be someone who's going to fight for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I, I got a, a chance to go through the process of what families go through to define what are some viable options, you know, and uh, my sister Mitzi, who was who I, her and her husband Mac are like, I call them angels on earth. They took mom in. Not every family has the ability to do that, incidentally. You see it all the time. But these tough choices that families have to go through. And I can only imagine the depression that that, that these people have to go through. And I saw it firsthand. I saw it firsthand. We were going through it as a family. Now, mom never had to go into a nursing home or an assisted living facility, but families face these decisions every single day. And there aren't great choices out there, unfortunately. That's the sad part about it. But the effort that you guys you know, created in 2014 is a wonderful way to go and touch people who need to be touched, who need to have someone who walks in with a smile on their face and show that they care and... You know, it's it's important. And I listen, I give you guys tremendous respect and admiration for being able to keep this effort going over all these years. Well, where it is, it is a lot of work. Um, but unfortunately, like my family, my mother-in-law is currently in a nursing home because we could not get enough care in the home to keep her in our home. My mom lived with me until she passed. But unfortunately, like my family and yours who takes care of those folks, half of the people in the nursing home don't have any visitors. So that's the tragic part is a lot of people, maybe they never had any children or their children are past or live in another part of the country. 
And sometimes you have people that are abandoned in nursing homes. And so I, I can't imagine doing that, but, but that is a common thing. And so that's one of the reasons. I mean, you think about it, losing your independence and suddenly somebody tells you where to go and what to do and how to do it. And that that's a tough thing. And so just by us going in, we can cut the depression in about half just by having visitors. Because, you know, your mom wanted to fight to make more memories. That's the same, my mom and, and others. And so um, if we can go in there and we just touch them and have a conversation because the staff at the nursing homes are overloaded. Um, and so if we can go in and just look them in the eye and have a conversation with them. That just changes their, not just their day, but a month. We leave behind, we bring them little gifts. We bring happy stuff. We, we don't bring any socks and things like that typically. We bring fun stuff. And so if you can just look them in the eye and hear their story, I tell young people, they say all the time, I don't know what to say to them. I said, well, do you like animals? Maybe that person likes animals. Or what kind of career do you want to have? Maybe you want to be a radio personality, and that's what they did. You know, whatever their story is. And so it's not the stories that you've heard all the time. It gives them an opportunity to feel like they matter. And that's the whole thing that we want to do is make those people feel like they matter. One of the, one of the thoughts that kept going through my head and my sisters will attest to this, is that I was always going to do more than my fair share. You know, I, where where my head was is that I said, when when mom does pass away, you know, at the time that I said that, it could be five years from now, given yeah. her will to live, you know. I don't want to look back and say I had any regrets. I don't want to look back and say that I was I, I, that I was a factor in not helping to care for her or doing what was needed when it needed to be done. I wanted to I wanted to be I wasn't going to be an issue. That was my commitment. You know, that's the what I did. The beauty of it is my sisters made the same commitments. I've Vicky, Mitzi, and Cindy, my three sisters, we all committed together to help mom. And I, you know how many times we were sitting there with with mom and. And having the conversation of what do families do that don't have my three sisters and me? Okay. I mean, and you know, you see it all the time. You may have, you may have four siblings, but only one's doing all the work. The other three live in another state, or maybe, maybe you have four siblings and none of them are helping. You know, most, most of them live away. I can't imagine how difficult that is for a grandparent to go, uh, an older person who's in a nursing home to, and uh, your, your point about it's not necessarily being abandoned, but in some cases they don't even have a family to abandon them. It's so sad to me to think about it, but I I was there and I contemplated that. When we come back with, with Kathy Rogers, the founder of Adopted Grandparent Day, we'll, uh, we'll continue this part of the conversation. We'll shift gears and start to talk a little bit more about Adopted Grandparent Day in, in particular. We'll see you right after this break.
back to more of the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. It's a, you know it's a great opportunity for me to reflect a little bit based on my own personal experience. You know, having a, a chat with my friend Kathy Rogers, who is the founder of Adopted Grandparent Day, as she and I talk about my own experience, her own experience, her her husband's experience as it relates to aging parents. And gosh, you know, our state's got some work to do. I mean, we, we need more facilities certified as Medicaid. And I mean, I could just go on and on. I've learned a lot about, you know, the where the holes are in the system for 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 families and um, and I and I intend to stay focused on it because just because mom passed away I'm extremely aware now of what other families are having to go through and and in some cases especially in some areas the choices are so extraordinarily limited and uh, it's sad and uh, what what no matter what the situation is when when an elderly person ends up in a nursing home there are going to be varying degrees of loneliness, and what what Kathy's effort and her husband uh, Lee's uh, effort, Adopt a Grandparent uh, Day, is all about is to try to bridge the gap and bring more people into nursing homes. And as she pointed out, once you go there and you see how you're received, I mean, you know, maybe you'll find your calling and continue to be involved in some way or another. So, Kathy, that's what your intention was. You didn't want it just to be a one-day deal. The one day is a way of sort of you know, introducing people to the challenge, and hopefully they'll find it in their heart to find what their role needs to be going forward. Yeah, the one day is really a hook. It's just out there. If I can get people in the facility, they can connect, then they're going to go on. I've got some school groups that have joined us over the 10 years, and so now they're going back on a regular basis to those facilities, and that's really where our impact is. I mean, one day, yes, we have an impact. If you volunteer with me, you go in thinking you're going to help an elderly person, it's going to change you. That's what's going to happen, and so it's about a heart change. I love the way you said that. So let's uh, let's just get some of the specifics out of the way, and then if they're interested, you, they can they can contact you. But it's coming up in early September, so give us some details and how people can you know sign up. So the event is Saturday, September 9th. When we uh, contact the nursing homes, they have the opportunity to choose to have their event at 10 a.m. or 2 p.m. So if you go to my website, adoptagrandparentday.org, and there's a volunteer tab on the top, and you click on that volunteer tab. If you want to go to a 10 o'clock event, you click the 10 o'clock tab, and then you sign up, you put all your information, and there's a little drop-down box, and you get to choose which facility you want. And it has the addresses, so you know if you're picking one in in Picayune or Loosedale or uh, Gulfport, in, you know, anywhere in the six counties, you put all your information in. If you've got a group or if you want to bring kids with you, which the seniors love the kids, then there's a bottom on the button on the bottom that says, you know, to add people, and you just add the additional people in your group. It's that easy to sign up and then just show up. Show up about 15 minutes early. We'll get you checked in. You get one of our wonderful T-shirts. Um, you get to play games with the seniors and love on them and make a difference in your life and theirs. And especially, they love the kids. And for us to bring the kids in, it helps us to affirm 
the importance of life, the importance of our senior adults and how much they deserve our respect. So it's not just going, but it's teaching your kids something as you go to. So, I mean, so it's a great way for an individual to find inspiration and a role that they can play to fill an important gap in the community. I talk about filling gaps in the community all the time. And the Mississippians are an incredibly resilient people. They're kind. They have heart. They have a soul for looking out for one another. And too often what goes on in nursing homes is sort of out of sight, out of mind. People don't want to think about it, but they should think about it because yes. inside there, they're resilient people who want to who want to be touched by others who want to who want to feel love from others so it's a great way for an individual to find inspiration but also as I'm thinking about this you know classrooms maybe 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 church groups right. um, you know there could be a wide variety of possibilities you probably have seen some some best practices in terms of groups haven't you yes we have a lot of school groups our schools these days require students to get community service hours. And so if the students participate with us, we'll give them a certificate for one hour of community service. So that takes care of that. That gets them in, introduces them. We we have Girl Scout troops that volunteer. We have uh, different high school groups. We've had uh, middle school groups come in. We have churches that come in. We have several businesses that will adopt a facility, which means they're uh, staff members will volunteer and show up. And so it's just a partnership with the whole coast to make a difference. September the 9th is a Saturday, and right. you can get more information by going to adoptagrandparentday.org. And there's a link there, volunteer link. Click on that. It gives you what you need to know and, and the, the facilities that are that are available for the people who, who go there. Um you know, it's interesting. Something like this pops up on my calendar that, that we're gonna you and I are gonna visit today. And as I contemplate, you know, what this means to me, having gone through this with my mother recently, really personalized this this conversation in ways I never expected that would happen. And uh, I'm glad I can bring that sort of personal observation to the table. And, uh, you know, I look, I admire what you and your husband and your team are doing. And, uh, you know, good luck. I know it's a lot of work. Good Lord, is it a lot of work to put all this stuff together. But keep up the great work, Kathy. I appreciate it. And Mark, put us on your calendar second Saturday of September every year. Okay, second Saturday every single year. Kathy Rogers from Adopt a Grandparent Day. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Have a, have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.